Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city. Peace to the planet. Man, 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 are we excited, guys. Excited to bring to you guys again another episode of the Black Man Ventu Podcast. Good morning. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? Excited to be with you guys, of course, on this Monday morning. My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebook. Hey, Nashville. That's Leon Davis Jr. And um, I go by L. Dog and it's it's just good to be alive, as I always say, and we get another opportunity to present to you a, a another episode of the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. And I know you're probably off on President's Day, man, and you're enjoying the rest of this day. But, uh, you know, the president we all love, Barack Obama, let's celebrate him on today because those other presidents were too, you know, sometimes they were for us and sometimes they weren't. But we know one of them that we hopefully were for us, and that's Barack. Because he was he was, he looked like us, so we hoped that uh, he was on our team anyway for a minute. But we just thank God that he got a chance to be in there for two uh, two terms, and uh, hopefully we can get another one here in the future. We we got uh, what's her name, Kamala Harris, in there now. So we just hope that we can continue to have our people that look like us in those type of positions in our government. We thankful for that. Yeah, definitely did all to what Pop said um, in honor of uh, recognition recognizing rather uh president's day we want to make sure that we honor barack obama and then just all the other fallen ones that have again brought us to what we are um within our country so happy president's day from the black man Ventu podcast mm-hmm. as we are mentioning uh political uh news or whatnot we also want to make sure that we continue to support joseph day who is uh one of the elects for circuit county clerk he will be Nashville. He will be on one of our Black Man Ventu episodes here real soon. But um, Pops, yeah, we just definitely, again, like I said, want to make sure that we give a shout out to Joseph Day, the elect for Circuit County Clerk. Nashville, make sure you go vote. Pops. Yeah, yeah. Support this brother, man, and support all the people that, you know, that are trying to help our communities, man. Uh, just support them with your vote. You know, sometimes we say our vote doesn't count, but one vote makes two. Two makes four, and it keeps on doubling up, man. So we just got to keep on doing what we do. And when we have the opportunity to help somebody, help our people, man, so let us go out and vote. And also, we want to thank people that have voted for us by supporting us. We now have monthly supporters, and we are thankful. I'm not going to call their names out because I don't want to put nobody on blast or nothing like that, but I thank them for their support. They're supporting us on a monthly basis. And we're like my son, we was talking about it earlier. We're not trying to take up a tithe and offering, but what we are trying to say is that we can use some people that want to help us from a financial standpoint because we do have expenses. Sometimes, you know, we travel. We be on the road. Sometimes we, we do have equipment. Now we're trying to do our visual things. So we have expenses also. Uh, and my son said our church logo, we're small piece of leather, but we well put together and we're trying to stay together. Yeah. Yeah, man, it ditto again, man. Like it, it breathing costs money, you know, nowadays. So so just just be mindful, Nashville. That's just a just a pitch of just saying that that if you guys want to donate and just show some little love to Black Man Ventu, we definitely would appreciate it. You know, it's not something the fact that you listening to it now is is enough for us, if yeah. we're being honest. Yeah. That's enough for us. But in any way, shape, form, or fashion that you want to have a monetary donation given to the Black Men Ventu podcast, we allow it, we welcome it, and we say thank you in advance. But if you don't, don't worry about it. We appreciate your ears. Yeah. We appreciate your word of mouth, man, and keep on supporting this podcast. And we have some great episodes coming up. I'll let my son mention a few of them. Great episodes coming up again with Joseph Day. 
Um, guys, man, anything on Jefferson Street right now is popping. And, and y'all, it, it, I got to throw another pub out to the Flash Me Experience again, 1048 Jefferson Street. If you listen to our previous episode, check them out and check out Old Buttons and his exhibit. But we was on uh, Jefferson Street just this past weekend and checked out Official Wings. It's a new wing spot. That's right in the heart of Jefferson Street, Nashville. You got to check it out when I tell you them 100 gold wings, man. It's something else. Y'all got to make sure y'all check out Official Wings. One of the uh, owners of Official Wings in honor of our black business season will be on one of our episodes this month as well. So, Nashville, make sure y'all check that out. And today's episode, as we get into today's episode after this sponsorship segment break, we got a guy that owns pops what six oh, yeah six businesses, businesses? yeah yeah six businesses he's a Nashville. part of six businesses yeah yeah at the age of 29 i think he said 30, he'd be 30, 30. Mm-hmm. nashville the guy is 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 a, awesome. is a is a man of all trades mm-hmm. um he has his shop um his coffee shop that's right in the heart of east nashville and we'll mention that as well once we get to the part of the content for the day. So, Nashville, y'all stay tuned, man. This is going to be a great episode today. Um, thank you guys again for tuning in to your favorite podcast, the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? After this sponsorship segment break, we will be bringing you our new featured black business for this episode, the Body Mass Index of Black Business with our special guest. Have you heard a Black Man Vent today? And just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back with you guys. We're back. Good morning. Good morning to you guys again. Your favorite podcast this Monday morning being the Black Men Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Nashville, have you heard a Black Men Vent today? Nashville, um, we have traveled. We are at a new, different location here on Douglas Avenue in the heart of East Nashville, um, right in the center and in the thick of the business with my guy that we'll be introducing today, man. But I couldn't be more excited to bring him into this black business season for today. So, guys, you're in for a great episode. Pops? Yeah, I'm just excited the fact that uh, he responded to our shout-out when we was trying to uh, get black businesses on for this month and, uh, you know, just trying to make sure that we shine some light on some black businesses that people might not even know about. So, we again, we're just excited to be here this morning. Uh, we thankful that uh, we get another opportunity to present to you all something that you might haven't heard. And I guarantee if you hadn't heard about this business location, you want to get up on it because uh, as soon as I came in the door, man, they gave me a caramel latte. So I'm just going to let you know that they got the hospitality thing going on already. So if you don't know about them, you will know now because we want to introduce to some and present to others my brother, Brother Corey Alexander, and I'll let him explain what he does and what his business is all about. Nashville, this is Corey Alexander. My guy, how you doing this morning? I'm well. Thank you guys so much for having me today. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an honor and a blessing to be here, but I'm doing better than I deserve. Yeah. Yes, sir. So yes, thank sir. y'all. Yes, yeah. sir, man. And uh, again, Nashville, man, it, it's smelling good in here, man. It's looking <laughs> good in here. We're here Monday morning uh, getting this coffee and these lattes in. So, yeah. Nashville, if you need your cup of coffee this Monday morning, I'll let Mr. Corey Alexander tell you where to go, what to do, and how to get here. Absolutely. Well, my name is Corey Alexander. I'm uh, the co-owner of All People Coffee mm-hmm. in Beverage Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're more than coffee, but coffee is the main attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in uh, 
the Cleveland Heights or the Cleveland Park Highland Heights area yeah. uh, of East Nashville. Yes, so sir. we're at the corner of Douglas and Lishy. Yes, sir. Very busy intersection. As you can see, we've got cars left yep. and right. Yep. Uh, we've got tons of housing and we got a daycare across the street. So yes, sir. I think the community's happy to have us here. Yes. Um, and we'll yep. be happy to have anybody who walks in the door. Definitely. You know? Definitely, man. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me, man. It's uh it's one of those things, man, where you know, I'm not a huge coffee fan. But just the smell, the environment, and man, you're in you're in my, my neighborhood being in East Nashville, man. I know mm-hmm. for sure, man, that the city just appreciates having coffee on the corner. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Pops. Well yeah, the, so we wanna go ahead and get the venting process started, man. So first thing I wanna think about and what I want to ask you, what made you decide to venture off into the coffee business? You know, Leon, coffee was not something that I ever saw myself in. I never saw myself being a barista. Right. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but I, I, I am a serial entrepreneur. This right, is sir. this is my sixth company. Wow. Uh, this is my sixth company. Okay. Um, I, I, I do a lot of things. Okay. I'm involved in a lot of things. But yeah. my business partner Bradley Bruce, uh, great brother who lives right around the corner. He lives in these condos right next to us. Actually, wow. Right, wow. came to me one day and said, "Hey, Corey, I want to do a, I want to do a new concept. What do you think about a?" a coffee shop and a bike shop. Yeah. And I said, sounds great, brother. Yeah. He said, would you want to do it with me? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't, I, don't yeah. even, I don't even have a bike and you have my Peloton in your garage. Right. <laughs> right. He's right. like, oh man. So, so yeah. what, what would you do? I want to do some business with you. I said, yeah. look, this community needs a coffee shop. Yeah. Nashville needs more black owned business. Come on, Come on. And, yeah. and there aren't many black owned Beer halls, wine hall, mm-hmm. or wine bars, and, and, and liquor shops to where anybody and everybody can feel welcome to come get a drink, whether it be right. coffee, water, wine, beer. Exactly. So what we did was we created a concept that incorporated coffee all day, self-pour beer on tap, so wow. that the tap wall that y'all came in and saw, it's mm-hmm. all self-pour, okay. and then wow. a full wine list with canned drinks for liquors. Wow. So yeah. we created something that not many people have heard of, and exactly. I think that it creates a great opportunity for us, yes. creates a great opportunity for Nashville, yes. in an environment that's inclusive, that any and everybody's welcome. Man, man. I like that. I like that. Solid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was thinking about it when me and my son were thinking about how, you know, how we was going to present the questions or whatever. And I thought about even how competitive is this type of business? How competitive? Because first thing I think about when I think about coffee, going to get coffee, I'm thinking about Starbucks, Donuts, uh, Dunkin' Donuts or something like that, man. Yeah, so... I never thought about it being a brother, a black man owning something or doing something like this. So I think this is ingenious, especially yeah. being in this part of town. Because, see, I came to Nashville in the early 80s, and this yeah. used to be the hood. People forget yeah. that this yeah. is the hood. Yeah. And that, yeah. that doesn't mean the hood's a bad place. Right. 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 But it's funny. We see people, you know, you know, I'm not trying to be racial or insensitive right. anyway, mm-hmm. but you see, you know, Little white women pushing, you know, strollers and, and going on jogs, walking the dogs at eleven o'clock at night, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, ma'am, we we don't yeah. do that here. <laughs> this ain't the place for that. But 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 I say all that to say this: it does bring about a wonderful transition of life in Nashville that even our historically segregated areas. Yes, there is some gentrification, but. It's also the progress of community yes. right. that you see people of all different right. races, genders, ethnicities, yes. sexual orientations, mm-hmm. religions, 
are all coming together in different communities when yes, we didn't sir. used to have that in Nashville at all. No, right. sir. At no, all. Sir. And no, now sir. we're incorporating people of all kinds of places yeah, and people yeah. and whatever it may be mm-hmm. have come together in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a welcome sight to see people who don't look like me in the hood. Yes, yes. sir. And yes, it's a welcome sure. sight yes, to see people who with families yeah. Yeah. making some place that has historically had a negative connotation into that's right. this is a place for anybody and everybody to come be. That's right. And yeah. that's what the world needs yeah. more of. Most I know you right. I know you're right. And you're right. The concept that you have here if the world would take this concept on, it would be a much better place because mm-hmm. I'm seeing what you're saying. Now. I'm seeing the vision now. All people, that mean all inclusive. That mean nobody is excluded. Everybody's included. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. is better than anybody else in this space. If, right. you, if, you, if you have a home that is, is a shack, or if you don't have a home at all, if you have a mansion, I don't care who you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Come get a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Come sit yeah, down yeah. and have a drink with me. Yeah. Yes. Come yeah. grab a glass of wine. If you can't afford it, I'll, I got you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's that's the most important thing about this place is mm-hmm. on our grand opening, which was last week Saturday. So on the twelfth was our grand opening. We've been wow. soft open for a few weeks, yeah, but yeah. our grand opening was Saturday. Wow. We had I had a good friend of mine named yeah. Amanda Banks who brought her daughter in, eleven year old, eleven year old daughter, yeah. little white girl. Yeah, yeah. Came yeah. and said, Mommy. There are so many different people in here. Amanda told me this today, so this is news to me today. There's so many different people. And she said this word, there's so many cool people in here. Yeah, yeah. And Amanda said there were people with different haircuts, hair colors, (laughs) you know, genders, ethnicities, gays, straight, didn't matter. You know, you had people in suits, you had people wearing, you know, messed up up shoes, casual, it didn't matter. But there were... The place was packed. The line was all the way around the building. That's a blast. Wow. And that's a everybody was different, but everybody was having a good time. Yeah, man. And that's yeah. what, that, like you said, yeah. we want the world to adopt that mentality of, yes. I don't care what you look like. Black, white, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, there's too much divisiveness as it is. Yeah. Let's just sit down and have a good time over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Have, yeah. A, have a beer. Have, yeah. have a glass of wine. The simplicity of it. You know it's so I mean? simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut away everything else that yeah. separates us and get what we enjoy doing together and having a good conversation. You'll change the world. Yeah. And, and one thing I, I'm, I'm interested in just in, by hearing you talk, Corey, is I feel like this business gives people to capture the moment. I think we focus too much on what I got to do tomorrow, what I got to do next week. Mm-hmm. If you don't live in the moment and live in the now, live in the today time of you having a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. just the simplicity of that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't ever get to those times of, of, of seeing these different successes and opportunities in your own future because you gave away the moment. And I think with your business, it's unique in that it's literally on the corner of Lichie and Douglas. And, and like Corey said, Nashville, y'all know, man, you, you know East Nashville and how uh, uh, this area of town is. But I think the beautiful thing, Nashville, that Corey is showing us is it may be gentrification to somebody, but to him, it's change. Mm-hmm. It's change. He's providing change in our yeah. city, and that's definitely what we need. Man, it's change, and it's also what we're trying to capture in this Black History Month is hope, man. Mm-hmm. If there's some brother out there, man, that's thinking about or teetering on trying to start a business, here's hope right here. You yeah. can do it. Right. You can do it. Right. This brother did it. It's not even just that. It's, mm-hmm. it's you will fail, mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's yeah. okay to fail. That's yeah. okay, but yeah. you gotta try. As a yeah. as a brother, you've got to try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say that this country was built on the backs of people who are minority and who are colored. Come on. Yes, come on. Without a people doubt. who yeah. look like us. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. We are proud people who have always tr- 
tried our best and our heart and somewhere along that way mm-hmm. we were told we can't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have to yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. live in a world where yeah. we have to so if there like you said if there's a brother who's out there who's teetering mm-hmm. do it yeah. do it yeah. do it yeah. You have you have people like me, like you guys, who will support you. Yes. Do it. Mm-hmm. At least attempt. Mm-hmm. At least yep. attempt. Mm-hmm. And and I have I have a friend who owns um, Plain Jane and uh, Coneheads. Marcus. Coneheads. Marcus. He's he's a good brother. Went to yeah. TSU. Great wow. guy. That's Marcus hard. and I had a good conversation. Marcus said, "Look, we needed you." Yeah. And I yes. said, "What do you mean?" Marcus said. The community needed you, just like yes. they needed us to come in here. Yeah. We need, as, as gentrification happens in here, mm-hmm. this is still a proud neighborhood to yes. where us black folks can come in and still take ownership of an area that we've historically been pushed into yeah. and create an environment yeah. to where anyone who looks like us can go, I want to be like them. Yes, yeah. So yeah. if there is somebody out there, if, if a, a young brother or sister who's teetering on that, I want to start a business, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's enough of us out there that are starting businesses, starting podcasts, yes, owning sir. companies, right. running, running this, running that, yep. that yep. we will support you and love you and guide you and help you. You will fail, but guess what? Yes. You will get back up and keep going. Yep. I, I, have, yes. I have failed enough times to learn, yep. and I have learned that I will fail more. Yes, sir. And it's yes, okay. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you don't really fail if you learn. There you go, man. There you go, man. There That's go. the important thing. Man. And, and I, oh, I didn't mean to cut no, you off, ahead, Pops, man. Ahead, I just, I'm, I'm interested to know, uh, Corey, man, talk about uh, just getting into the venting process, man. Nashville, again, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? We're right on the corner of Lishy and Douglas, on man. The on, on the, the spot. spot man. Yeah, on yes, the spot, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But just wanted to talk to Corey, man, to try to get him to vent to us, Nashville, man, um, about... Where was life at for you before you became this entrepreneur, before you became this businessman? How, talk to us about your college years, about your high school years, and what made you into the business mind that you're in today? That's a great question. And, and look, number one, all glory goes to God above yeah, myself. Exactly. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do anything special. I just was given the ability and the talent through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, my parents are amazing individuals who raised me right, who yes, raised sir. me well. Yes, my mother uh, had me very young, but she's a doctor and a chancellor at a university. All right. My wow. father uh, played in the NFL for several years, mm-hmm. uh, and now he's a head football coach and a teacher at Station Camp High School yes, in Gallatin. Mm-hmm. He is a Nashville local. He, he went to Gallatin High School, then went to Tennessee State. Wow. So, wow. yeah, he went to TSU. Um, so high school years, I mean, I grew up well, but I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth. Yes, sir. Let's not get it twisted. I had parents who, who made sure I did what I had to do in the classroom, on the field, on the track, whatever it may have been. And anything less than my best was unacceptable. And, and if you didn't have an A, you better figure out how to get there. If you had a B, why is it not an A? If you had a C, I don't want to see you until you get that up. And... and, and, and you know, my parents were hard. My parents were hard on me. I was the oldest, too, so I had to lead by example. Yes, and that's why I feel like, you know, they were hard on me. But high school, I went to stage camp. I, I was top of my class. I played sports. I, I loved what I did. I went on to the University of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. where I was a pre-law student. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up transferring to the University of Tennessee, where I played football, ran track. Yes. Graduated in three and a half years. Yeah. Um, after transferring wow. still. Yeah. Wow. Graduating three and a half years from college wow. um, with a degree in political science with a concentration in foreign policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A few years later, I got my master's degree in business administration and mm-hmm. I finished my doctorate 
in oh. leadership and professional practice in May. Dr. Alexander. Dr. Right. Alexander, yeah. So, but like I said, it's not about me. It really isn't. It's just I've had my grandmother. I'll tell you this. I have been put in such an amazing family that all of my grandparents and all of my extended family graduated from college. Come on, man. All That's of them. Lesson. All That's of them. So it was, when you talk about yeah. the, the, the traditional black family, that doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. That's true. That doesn't That's happen true. often. Uh, both of my grandfathers were in the military. I, I'm currently in the Army National Guard. Okay. So service yeah. is important yeah. to me. So yes, sir. inventing, it's, it, it's been a hard life mm-hmm. only because of the pressure that I felt upon myself. Mm-hmm. Just to live up to the standard right. yeah. that is necessary for yeah. the black household. Necessary. We yes. have to set those standards if we've got to work hard mm-hmm. to get sometimes half as much. Mm-hmm. We got to work twice as hard to get yep. half as so much. Yep. So if we want respect, yep. it's not going to be given to us because of what we look like. It's going to be given yes, because sir. of how hard we work yes, sir. and yes, what sir. we provide to the to the world around us. Yes, yes. And and in that aspect, mm-hmm. I want that to change mm-hmm. because I want us all to have value and worth because of who we are mm-hmm. not because of what we do yeah yeah yes. and and in that being said my college years were, were good to me I, I worked hard i got through school my high school years i mean mm-hmm. I, I did some awesome things in high school yeah. being an adult that's where that's where stuff got real yeah. you know yeah you know i saw i saw yesterday i saw yesterday Somebody posted online, you know, the, the the most difficult hood I've ever been in is adulthood. Man, <laughs> I, yeah. I, that's a good one. I, I said, yeah. I said the, the, the roughest hood I've ever yeah. been in is yeah. adulthood. And I said, yeah. you know what? That's yeah. true. That's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. true because that's when the bills hit. That's yeah. when that's when the responsibilities yeah. really come into play. That's man. when life becomes real is when you've got, yes, when you've got a family, you've got kids, you've got responsibilities, you've got work, you've yes, got sir. the difficulties of life. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. The way that I've combated all of that, the way that I've gotten here is one family, mm-hmm. faith in God, mm-hmm. finding the people who build you up and make you better. Yeah. And then, you know, living every day in such a way that if anybody was to say anything negatively about you, nobody would believe them. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, right. That's one of my right. quotes, man. I, got, I, 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 I don't know why I saw that quote at, but I was listening to uh, gospel radio one day, and I heard them, and they made that exact quote that you just made, man. And I teach a Sunday school class, and I try to teach that to my students, man, that you, what you just said, ditto, live your life in such a way that if anybody said anything negative about you, won't nobody believe you. That, exactly. that, that, that dispels your character, exactly. and that's what it's all about, your character. So, man, with that being said, let me ask you this. So with this business, I heard you say you have some other business ventures. What are your other business ventures? So I am the CEO of Ross Behavioral Group. Mm-hmm. We are uh, the state's largest minority-owned mental health and behavioral health firm. Uh, wow. we, have, we have five locations and, and several therapists. Yeah. We, we provide mental health to the entire community. We, wow. want, we want to help people. Wow. We struggle. Wow. Um, we struggle as, as a community to adopt the fact that mental health is important sometimes. Mm-hmm. That, yes. that you need to talk to somebody. And it's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay yeah. to struggle. It's okay to say you need help. Yes, um, so Ross Behavioral Group is, a bit, is, is one of my practices. Um, I also am a sports agent. So Alexander uh, Sports uh, Marketing Group or Sports yeah. Management Group. Yeah. Uh, so working with, with professional athletes to help them figure out life, yeah, figure, right. you know, get contracts, get opportunities to play right. in, at the right. next level. Um, 
College Bound Athletics. It's an athletic development training and recruiting consulting firm okay. to help high school athletes transition into college and okay. find their way. We do seven-on-seven seven programs through it, okay. uh, uh, business opportunities, internships, yeah, okay. how to talk to coaches, how to find what colleges you're interested in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's important. It's, yes. You have a lot of kids who just need a little direction, yes, sir. and that's, yes, sir. that's one of the big organizations yeah. that I, I started when I was actually 22 years old. Wow. Right out of school, I started. That was my first company. Yeah. Started at 22 years old. Uh, I own a supplements company uh, with one of my partners called um, Motivate Labs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Motivate Laboratories is all natural supplements for nutrition, mm-hmm. uh, physical development, wow. how to better yourself as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What else do I do? I do a few other things. Sometimes I forget everything that I do <laughs> oh, until, 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 you, until you start talking about uh, yeah. TriStar Medical Billing. We do a medical billing solutions company. Right. Wow. Um, helping people uh, right. get to the next level when it comes to uh, paying for their services right. and, 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 and helping, helping uh, companies properly bill for mm-hmm. the services. And we struggle with that at Ross, so I said, yeah. you know what? Let's mm-hmm. create a medical company that does medical billing. So those are my companies. Uh, I, I do a little bit of a lot, um, uh, or I do a lot of bit of a little things. But, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I really just want to help people. That's yeah, really what it all yeah, comes down service, to. Service, yeah, service, yeah. That's what it's all about. And I, so yeah. how old are you right now, Mr. I'm 30 years old. I'll so, be 31 uh, in May. So let me ask you this. A 30-year-old man with this kind of drive and this kind of ambition, I heard you say this. How does your religious beliefs tie into all of that? Everything is for the glory of God. Come on now. Yeah. Everything's Come for the now. glory of you God. You made me take up a question. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, the thing about it is, is, is I, will, I will admit my flaws at all times. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, humility is something that I have struggled with in my life, and God has humbled me a few times. Because yeah, yes, when, when you think you're good, he will lay you flat on your face. Yes, he will. Yes, he so the will. important thing is remembering that this is all for him and his kingdom, not my own. Yes, my kingdom doesn't exist. Come on. Right? Come on. right? It's for him. So... My faith in God is what has propelled me and kept me going where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Him blessing me is how I've even gotten here at all. Yeah, yeah, and, and the fact that he continues to bless me is what will continue to help me to continue to push myself to help people. Yes, yes. Sir. Yes, sir. And, and whenever I struggle, I remember that, you know, Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. It's not about me. It's about him. Mm-hmm. And, and I will put his armor on to continue to push myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at that. Look at that. Wow. Nashville, my dad is showing uh, Corey, man, he has the exact wristband of the scripture that he just read. Ephesians 6 to 10, man. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> and, and that's, that's the truth. What, what yeah. that show you right there? Hey, God is in the midst, d- divine this intervention. Was meant to be, man. That's what divine intervention was meant to be. And, and, and honestly, you know, you put on the armor of God every day and you go out and fight the battle yes. for him. Yes. And that's as a 31 year old that, you know, I struggle with. I get tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired, boss. Yes, don't get me wrong. Yes, and people ask me how you keep doing. I said, I just don't stop. Mm-hmm. And God has kept me strong throughout yes. all of it. And right. days you want to break down. He's like, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Keep going. my son. You yeah, know, yeah. Right. and that's where you find your strength. That man is here. And I think that's where a lot of people, man, sometimes that's when we get weary and we start depending on other vices drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever the case may be. But this is your vice right here. The word of God and the one that wrote the one that wrote the word. Exactly. That's your vice, man. Exactly. And if you ever learn cause see this is what people don't understand. Since we on this subject, because uh, I'm I, I, I ain't gonna tell you what my, my, my ministry is, but I'm in the ministry. And one thing about the men, well, I go ahead and tell you, I'm an associate minister. Yeah, I'm an associate minister. Yeah, I'm an associate minister at my church, man. And one thing I've always tried to get people to understand is this, is that when God created us, and then sin entered the world that that created a void 
that void will never be completed by no bone but one person, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the only one that can fill the void. But until you find that out, you'll find yourself trying to do all these other things, trying to fill that void. So how did you get introduced to Christ? So I was introduced to Christ at a very young age. We all, I, I, my, my grandmother and great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother, we live in a family that loves the Lord. Yes. But I was introduced through fire. Literally, mm. my mom, <laughs> my mom had a curling iron on her uh, on the on the bathroom vanity, mm. and she said, "Don't touch that, son." Mm. And of course, me being the hard-headed little boy I was, <laughs> I touched it. I, gra I grabbed it with my full hand and I burned my hand up real bad. If you look real hard, I got scars on my hand still. And she said, "Let me tell you, that's what sin is, and that's what the fire will feel like one day." And she kind of put the 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 fear of God, uh, the hellfire and brimstone speech in me early, and. And I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. So, so, so at, 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 the, at the young age of five, I remember being on the couch and turning on the couch and putting my face in the pillow and praying, Lord, please just come to my life. I don't want to go to hell. Now, growing up, I learned what that really meant. I yes. learned what a relationship was with God. And at 15 years old, I was baptized and, and I gave my, I truly, I, I was always, you know, in FCA, I always went to camp and everything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But at 15, I truly gave my life you to Christ. Understood I understood it. I understood, understood, I understood yes. what the mission, what the assignment was. Yes. And don't get me wrong, I've had my struggles, I've had my flaws, my sins and my downfalls. Yeah. But I will say this, I knew then that God had a plan and a purpose for my life. I didn't know what it was mm -hmm. to this day. I still, you know, yeah. I'm still like, Lord, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's when I knew that I had been destined for something that God had intended for me, even if I didn't know what it was. Yes. So. Yes. Mm -hmm. Man, and I'm sitting here thinking when you, God has a purpose for everybody, but you had to choose to walk in this purpose because you could have easily said, you know what? This first business that I got, I'm doing pretty good. I'm done. I'm cool. I can, I can settle down and be good with that. But you and your mindset and with you allowing God to work through you, you said, I'm going to go ahead and expand. And the reason you expand that, man, is because God knows that he can trust you. He can trust you with what, what he wants to bless your life with. And, and, you, and when you keep giving God the glory, he will continue to do it. And I hope some young person, some older person listening to this, if you want your life to change, start being a vessel. And that's what I'm looking at right now. Mr. Corey Zana is a vessel for the Lord to use him. And he keeps saying it. Everything that I do, I give God the glory. Man, you making me get, I'm, I'm almost ready to shout. <laughs> Nashville, man, we want to thank you guys again for joining us. The Body Mass Index of Black Business with our special guest, Corey Alexander. We are again at the business called All People on the corner of Lisha and Douglas. Yes. And Nashville, just to wrap up with everything, Corey Alexander is really giving a true testimony to how God can really move mountains if you just stay on the path that you're on mm -hmm. and just follow his word and follow his will. So Nashville, you know how we rock after our segment break we're gonna get right back into some more content with mr Corey alexander the owner of all people and six seven twelve other different businesses <laughs> as well nashville have you heard a black man been today Nashville, good morning to you guys again. Good morning to you guys again. The Black Men Ventu Podcast, good morning. The Body Mass Index of Black Business with our special guest, Corey Alexander. 
and All People Coffee. We hope you guys are enjoying the content that has been presented to you guys this morning. And as we get into our segment break, we always want to thank you guys for sticking out through sticking it sticking it with us throughout this episode and just continuing to support everything that the Black Men Vent to podcast has to offer. So we thank you guys as always for your support. Nashville, have you heard a Black Men Vent today? On today's segment break, we have we will continue our journey through Black Inventors. And I have two Black Inventors that I want to present to you guys today. In honor of Black History Month, Black Inventors is today's segment, again, for the Black Men Vent 2 podcast this morning. Our first Black Inventor that I will introduce you to on today's segment is Sarah Boone. Sarah Boone. Nashville, let's hear about Sarah Boone today. The ironing board is a product that used possibly just as much as it's overlooked. In the late 19th century, it was improved upon by Sarah Boone, an African-American woman who was born enslaved. One of the first black women in U.S. history to receive a patent, she expanded upon the original ironing board, which was essentially a horizontal wooden block originally patented in 1858. With Boone's 1892 additions, the board featured a narrower and curved design, making it easier to iron garments, particularly women's clothing. Boone's design would morph into the modern ironing board that we use today. Nashville, that was Sarah Boone. Black History Month, again, just highlighting her for adding additions to the ironing and ironing board that we all use today. And lastly, Nashville, just wanted to bring up to you guys one more Black History fact. And this next one is going to be pretty interesting because we wouldn't be able to do a podcast without James E. West. Even for those who aren't quick to pick up the mic during karaoke, microphones are used every day to communicate over distances far and wide. And the vast majority of microphones used today, including the microphones used in phones and cameras, use a microphone co-invented by a black man, Dr. James E. West. He was tasked with creating a more sensitive and compact microphone while working at Bell Labs in 1960. Along with his German colleague, Gerhard Sessler, West invented the full electric microphone, which was considerably less expensive to produce than the typically used condenser microphones. Two years after it was invented, the final model of the microphone was developed, and in 1964, they patented the landmark invention. Only four years later, the new microphone was in wide production and was being used in hearing aids, tape recorders, most telephones, and baby monitors. James E. West was the co-inventor of the electric microphone. And again, Nashville, we would not be able to use the ironing board, and surely wouldn't be able to use the microphone, excuse me, wouldn't be able to have our podcast without the invention of the microphone by James E. West. Nashville, that was Sarah Boone, and that was James E. West, and we have presented to you guys today, Black Inventors on our Black Men Vent 2 podcast this morning. Nashville, we hope in some shape, form, or fashion, this helps you and educates you as we all push through this month of black history thank you for tuning into this segment let's get back into the content 
for today. Just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back, we're back, man, in the heart in the, the, the heart of East Nashville, rather, this morning, Nashville, Monday morning, Black Man Ventu podcast on the corner of Lishia and Douglas at the business called All People, great coffee business that serves a lot more than just coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, Nashville, we want to thank you guys for joining us this Monday morning. Corey Alexander is our special guest for our body mass index of black business in our season of black business. So, Nashville, man we just want to get right back into the content and uh Corey, man one of the uh breaking questions that i want to ask you as we get into this next segment is our audience knows that we've talked about depression we've talked about abuse we've talked about uh grief we've talked about so many different things that can challenge business owners and my question to you Corey, is during your startups of each one of your businesses when that depression just came out of nowhere yeah. granted We've heard your testimony in terms of how God pushed you through, but sometimes their flesh kind of gets in the way. Absolutely. How were you able to move and maneuver flesh out of the way during those depressive seasons to again blossom you into the businesses you have done? You know, you said something exactly accurate to the process. Mm-hmm. Is we, as business owners, when we start anything, and even if we're wildly successful, mm-hmm. but especially in the beginning, you hit a wall. Mm-hmm. You hit those walls of depression, of sad, just sadness, of mm-hmm. being overwhelmed mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. And you just want to shut down and close off in the world. So mm-hmm. the way that I always handled it is you find somebody, find a peer. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to find somebody on LinkedIn, find, post it online, like, hey, does anybody know somebody who can talk to me about what it's like when you hit that wall in business? Yep. Mm-hmm. Find someone that you can confide in and ask those hard questions of, what do I do right now? Yep. And, and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I, think a lo- I think that is the key, yep. yeah. is yep. be vulnerable. Transparent. Be transparent mm-hmm. with the struggle because somebody else out there is struggling too. Exactly. And at the end of the day, for me, it was going to my to my peers, going to mm-hmm. the people I confide in, saying, mm-hmm. "I'm a, I'm not okay." Yep, I'm not. Okay. I'm not okay. Yep. Come on, man. I'm not okay. Yeah. Uh, don't want to say what you just well, said. I'm not look, okay. As a brother, you were told to be a strong black man at all times. Like you don't have to have you don't have a, you don't have emotions. Yeah. You don't have feelings. You just yeah. push through it. Yeah. You know the the BS don't matter. You yeah. you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Me, especially being a former athlete and a soldier, mm-hmm. oh no, you you show weakness. You don't do that. Yeah. It's okay to yeah. not be okay. Yeah. And ask somebody, what do I do? So when you hit those walls, when you get to those dark places of depression, of sadness, of grief, of I don't want to do this anymore, yeah. tell somebody. And yeah. and oftentimes that person is going to give you a perspective that you don't see because you can't see straight. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. in the beginning, when yeah. you're building something like All People or any of the other companies, mm-hmm. you can't see straight. Exactly. It's not possible. Right. You got too many right. things going on. Exactly. Right. Right. So finding someone who gives you a clear path of, hey, you're okay mm-hmm. right now to not be okay mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. This is how you're going to find a solution to keep moving forward. Yes, so vulnerability is key. Yep. Being open is key. Yep. Asking people, you know, what do you think? Yeah. Because yeah. as yeah. business owners, sometimes yeah. we get rooted in the, it's the, the way that I want to do. It's my way. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. When you get stuck, it's because, because you are the person sticking yeah. everything together. Mm-hmm. Ask somebody, what do you think? So they can kind of unclog that stickiness for you. And you go, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That is a true solution. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, you know, and we and we're thinking about 
during a season in on this avenue, but hearing you talk, I know you have one of these. So who is your mentor? So I've got a few different mentors. Mm-hmm. I've got a few different mentors. Um, one of my one of my first mentors um, in business, his name is Curtis Warfield. Okay. Curtis is, is a strong brother who worked at HCA Hospital okay. Corporation of America for mm-hmm. a long time. Okay. Curtis gave me some some great advice one time. He said, "Look, nobody wants you to win right away." Mm-hmm. I said, "What do you mean, Curtis?" Mm-hmm. He said, "People who find success quickly often find people who are against them quickly too." Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to be on your right. side. Everybody's going to be your friend. Right. Mm-hmm. If right. you can understand and accept that mm-hmm. and start to work through the fact that sometimes you're going to be alone yeah. and you can settle into that season of loneliness, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And when you need somebody, when you, when you openly say, I need somebody, the people who truly want you to win yeah. are going to come yeah. out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So he said... You have had some good success early on in your life. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed. I'm 30. I, I, I reckon I shouldn't be where I am mm-hmm. by anyone else's standards. But by God's, I get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he said, so when that happens, be okay with it not being okay. Mm-hmm. And say that you need help and somebody's going to show up. Yeah. My second mentor, uh, besides my father, my father's, you know, he's my hero. Yes, yes. Uh, my mom. She's my superhero. Yeah. Don't get it wrong. My mom, my superhero. Said, look, mom, yeah. superhero, dad, he's just a hero. My dad is a hero. <laughs> he, he, he's Bad a, man a robber. But my mom, she's my superhero. Yeah. She's a boss. But uh, Golden Green, uh, he, was, he was my seventh grade football coach, my eighth grade football coach. He went up to the high school. He coached me in high school. Okay. He's my financial planner. Uh, he is a personal advisor. He's a business owner with me in one of the companies. Okay. Golden is one of those guys who, if you see Golden, he's a, a bald-headed, bearded, white man mm-hmm. you'd be like this skinhead right here yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. How, like, there's no way yeah, yeah. this yeah. this man is one of the most kind-hearted individuals you'll ever meet he will yes, give sir. you the shirt off his back wow. he's had some hard conversations with me when i thought i was great he's like look son you got mm-hmm. some stuff to work out mm-hmm. he's been that he's also military so he's been mm-hmm. that the disciplinarian on me yes. sometimes yes. that i need yes. you know uh, I'm going I'm to take a quote from I'm not going to name this artist uh, I don't need a manager I can't be managed yeah. uh, he's, the, he, he, he's, the, he's the He's the kind of person like You need a manager But Golden Green is my mentor And he's his business acumen He's one of those guys who's been in business He's like look I've failed mm-hmm. yeah. And it's okay to fail Because yeah. you don't ever truly fail if you learn Right Right. You take a step back to move two steps forward. Yes. And, and between Curtis and, and Golden, those two individuals have really helped get me where I wanted to be mm-hmm. in my professional career. Mm-hmm. To where mm-hmm. I'll call them up and be like, what's my next move? Right. You know, I play chess. I play mm-hmm. chess, not checkers. And I think that's, that's something I do a lot in my life. <laughs> and yes. they're chess players too. And, yes. and it's, it's always, don't think about what your next step is. Think about what your fourth and fifth steps are going to be. Yeah. I like that. Yes, sir. Like yes, sir. And that's how you're yes, going. The, the details, you'll work those out. But if mm-hmm. you aren't thinking about that fourth and fifth step, you're like, what's yes. my next step? You're just going to take one step. Mm-hmm. If you think about that fourth and fifth step, you're going to take leaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. that's exactly what those two gentlemen bring into my life. Wow. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. And you know, we, the reason we were kind of snickering on that chess checkers uh, analogy man. is because that's another thing that we do, and I, I always say a lot is that when I use uh, when I'm talking about God, and I said we're down here playing checkers 
and God is playing chess. But once you tap into him, now you playing on his level. You're not, not on his level, but you're playing the like game. He, game. You he playing the game he wants you to play. Exactly, exactly. But see, like you said, so many people are worried about the next move, man. But sometimes the next move is not the future move. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because so, see, you know, we, we come from a, um, a culture where we live from check to check. We got to get out of that, man. We got we got to start investing our monies, man. We got to start uh, uh, trying to trying to tap into some of these uh, arenas and other areas, man. Where where you see success, start tapping into that. If you see success, that's what you need to be linking yourself up to, man. Instead of linking on to people, man, that basically are leeching off of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we got to We got I think as a community, we really got to start doing more of that. So, with you, what would you say about man? our people that look like us doing the investing thing, like investing into whatever they can invest into. This is what drives me crazy about our community is that we don't invest where we should. Mm -hmm. Too often are we invested in what kind of Jordans are coming out. Mm. Too often are we invested. Look, Jordans are nice. Get you a pair of Jordans. But too often are we invested in a fad or a designer this or this kind of chain or that kind of... The, what what trend is hot right now? Mm-hmm. Instead of investing in each other, mm-hmm. investing in each other's businesses, on, in pooling our money to make generational wealth mm-hmm. and long term equity for all of us, yes. we yeah. don't we don't create. Yeah. Look, we don't create banks like yeah. we could. Yes. Yeah. We need to create banks and right. loan each other. Yeah. We need to create yeah. opportunities for each other. Mm-hmm. Dang, so right. mm-hmm. I have a diverse staff of black baristas. And I want you to think about this at other coffee shops. How many coffee shops do you know more than one black barista? The fact that you just paused is enough to say that you you had to think about it. You had to think about it. Create opportunities for people who look like us to do things for people who don't tradition or to do things in arenas Mm -hmm. that traditionally have us in them. Mm -hmm. Coffee's one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coffee's one of them. Mm -hmm. Get into arenas and avenues that we're not in yeah. investing. We don't talk about Bitcoin. We don't talk about NFTs. We don't talk about long-term investments, about uh, the assets, uh, asset diversification. We don't get into finance. That's yeah. not our avenue. Why? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Why? Yeah, if they can. If anyone else can, we absolutely should. Yes. Yes. It's money's not meant for one group of people. Come on. Money's not meant for just X, Y, Z or 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 the the, the elite over here or that. No, get into real estate investment. Get into where is the money? Okay, well I don't have enough money. Okay, let's all four of us pool our money and buy a house. And then let's flip that house and we all made some money and let's go buy another one. That's what everybody else does. Why can't we? We don't have to have what we don't have to have what John Smith has immediately. We can take. We can take me, we can take you, we can take the sister across the street, and we can pool our collective monies to buy what John Smith has, and then from there, we can start to build piece by piece to get to where somebody else is. But we don't, we don't trust each other enough to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You gotta make me fall off this And that is the problem. In our community, we do not... We do not uplift each other enough, trust each other enough, work together enough, because we hate each other. 
We hate on each other. And it's sad. Um, we, we, get, we get envious of what's, what the other brother across the street. Oh, that brother, he, he, he didn't work for it. You know, oh, he liked the white man. That's how he got. No. Go support your, go support your fellow man. I go down to Coneheads and Marcus. I have a bar with beer and liquor. And I go down there to have a drink at his place. It doesn't take anything away from me. I'm going to go support him. And he's been in my shop and sat at this very table. And supported me. Yeah. That's what we have to do in our community. So yeah. I'm getting a little bit fired up because it makes me mad yeah. that we have every resource and all the accessibility in the world to work together when somebody else tells us no, mm-hmm. okay, don't go back there, go to somebody else. Yes. And sometimes they can look like us. Yes, sir. And we can work together yes, to yes. get to where we want to be. Yes, yes, sir. That's all you gotta do. Yes, when someone sir. says no, go say, go find a yes from another brother. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. And too often do we say, I, you know what, I ain't trying to do that. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to go support them. Or, yeah. or man, he's an Uncle Tom. You know, yeah. Yeah, stop all that crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work yeah. together, invest together, mm-hmm. find opportunities together yes. to build for a brighter and a greater future for everybody. Yes. Man, oh I'm, I'm honestly. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Nashville, I got to take that in. But Nashville, again, thank you, man, for joining us. The Body Mass Index of Black Business with our special guest, Corey Alexander. But, um, dude, you, re- you pretty much pulled a band aid off of a question that I was honestly finna ask mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Black people, that, yeah, you know, that for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. but in terms of the support that, that, that we don't get, from our own people. Mm-hmm. Why do we hate on each other? I mean, let's just be real, man. I, I'm, I'm looking at you. You looking at me, man. You've inspired me, if anything. I, there's no no hate from the top of my head to the sole of my feet mm-hmm. in just hearing how you persevere through so much. But the next black man that may hear this and be like, oh, yeah, he must think he's doing something. Yeah, this, that. Why, why do we have that immediate? It's immediate. That's what's crazy. Immediate connotation, immediate diagnosis of another black man's success instead of just supporting them immediately once you see, see that. What, what, what is it with us? The world has created an environment to we are taught to hate ourselves. Yeah. We are taught yeah. to feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we got passed up for a job when we know we're the best candidate. Mm -hmm. We didn't get into XYZ school even though we had the better grades. Our name doesn't sound like something that would be appealing for somebody who doesn't look like us to say. Mm -hmm. So we are told that we are not good enough. Mm -hmm. So naturally, when somebody who does make it, Mm -hmm. somebody who does have some success, like, it had to be something else. Yeah. It had to be something yeah. else. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, he, yeah. uh, he had a silver spoon, you know, yeah. or, mm-hmm. or somebody, he had some money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how about we just need to support each other yeah. and come and ask a brother a question about how did you do it because I'm trying to get like you. Mm-hmm. I don't have any hate yeah. towards you. I want to be like you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to be with you on this. I want to yes. partner with you. Yes, sir. Yes. I am better than no man. Yes, sir. Yeah. And too right. often in our community, we think that somebody, uh, well, they grew up on the other side of the tracks. They're doing better than we're doing, so mm-hmm. they don't count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They don't. You know, every, yeah. We have to start yeah. building each other up because yeah. all of us are worth it. Yeah. All of us have, can have a, an amazing amount of ability. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we get into is we get really rutted into the fact of our success, and we don't want to support others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. We're greedy. And I'm not saying black folk are greedy. What I'm saying is 
success creates greed because we don't want to share it because we're afraid it's going to be taken away from us. Yes, sir. Because it has been historically. We don't want it. It's generational. Trauma is. I know the mental health aspects coming out now, but trauma is generational. So we have trauma from us being wildly successful in areas of our country or, or, or times of our lives or periods of the country mm-hmm. and then it being ripped away. Yeah. So when, yeah. when black folks yeah. get successful, mm-hmm. we're hesitant to give back yeah. because it's like, well, if yeah. I give too much back and yeah. somebody comes and rips away, I don't have anything. Or it's, yeah. well, I ain't never had nothing, so I'm never going to have nothing, so I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. this interesting dichotomy of I want to be flashy. I want to show I got money. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have it like that. Or mm-hmm. I've got all those things. I'm not going to give to anybody else because I don't want to lose those things. Mm-hmm. How do we fix that? Mm-hmm. Yes. We fix that by bringing together the leaders of our communities, of not just the black community, of all communities, mm-hmm. and sharing a united, equitable solution for all people to be successful. Yes, sir. We all have to get to the table. Mm-hmm. In our black communities especially, we all need to get to the table and say, look, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cleveland Park needs a new park for our kids. We need to, we need to bring in a new library. We need to invest in computers to bring a, 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 a job center so people can apply for jobs. We need to create opportunities for systemic growth and development and, and rebuilding our neighborhoods. Let's tear down that crack house and let's build a community center. Let's fix XYZ because we can. There's a daycare across the street. They need a bigger playground for the kids right. and it opens up bigger, bigger and better opportunities. We need to create programs with East National High School yeah. that the high schoolers come down and have a, have a business class in All People Coffee Shop wow. because we want to educate wow. the next generation that you are worthy, you are worth it, yeah. and here's an opportunity of how you can grow and develop. Yes, sir. Create opportunities for people who look like us. That's wow. how you fix it. Mm-hmm. If wow. you don't create those opportunities, mm-hmm. you'll never... Look, if you don't ever teach a man how to fish, how's he going to be able to catch a fish? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's biblical. Mild. I can give yeah, you a fish. Yeah. I can, gi- I can <laughs> give the community $100,000 and be like, all right, good luck. Or I can say, this is how we create a million dollars over the next 10 years yeah. for the community. Yeah. Black people have to learn to teach each other. We have to learn to create businesses so that we can employ our people. And then you say, we got to support black businesses. That's what you just said. And that was his formula for oh, you know, lifting up our community and helping us to have generational wealth and all that stuff. That was his formula. That's what you just described to us right there, man. You ain't never heard of the guy before. But see, he has the same mindset you have because he's a guy that is doing well, but he invests money. He has a podcast where he shows people how to make money, this, that, and the third. But he's trying to give back to the community, just like you're doing right now. You, what do you know? Like you're doing a service while well, community because somebody is going to hear this podcast, and I know they are because that, that, that scripture thing. I know somebody's going to hear, it, and it's going to prepare them. It's going to give them a different perspective. There's nothing else. You giving me and uh, my son and I yes, more sir. energy to keep pushing, man. Because but sometimes one thing you said, sometimes you hit that wall, man. I give you prime example. Last year we were getting the stigma inviting family and friends on all the time. So that was our stigma, man. So then we just had a conversation about it around these summer that said, we're just going to start reaching out to people. If they don't respond, that's okay. We're just going to keep reaching out. But as I told you earlier, I have reached out to several black businesses. You, you and a, we got a couple, but, uh, but you kept responding back. And when you didn't respond back the first time, I think we talked on there. You, you hit me back on LinkedIn. You said, I'll be out of town. I'll be busy. 
So then I said, okay, let me hit him back up. And one thing I have to give you credit, man, and this is one thing I think is important for her, is have some integrity. You kept your word, man. And see, sometimes we in black business, and even just just relationship, one-on-one relationship with other brothers and sisters, we don't keep our words, man. We don't have no integrity, man. And when we don't have no integrity, that means can't nobody feel like they can trust you in no kind of venture. You know what I'm saying? Right. Most that's a business venture. So I think that's real important the fact that you kept your word with us, man. And now you've given us an interview, man. And I tell you what, it's inspired me to even look further into what we can do as a business. Because we can see this our business also. Man. So if you've inspired me to see what else we can do, man, to try to reach out to our community, maybe employ somebody. You know what I'm so, man, so with that being said, what would you say to somebody? Again, that's struggling with the fact that they can't find that avenue. They they got a lot of ideas, they got vision, but they just can't hone in on it. How did you? How would you like hone in on what you're good at and say, okay, this could be a business? How did you do it? Because you know, like you said, you are six or seven businesses. How did you say, okay, now it's time for this. Now it's time for this. This is going. Now it's time for this. How did you? determined that or did God just lead you into all of that? You know, I may have a little bit of ADD. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize that as I get older, it's just So I'm like, oh, I like this. Wait, I like this too. Oh, this works. So I'm not going to sit here and say, follow my conscience. <laughs> we all fall short, okay? <laughs> but, but I will say this. <laughs> Find what you yeah. love doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Find what you love doing. Right. I realized that I made my ADD joke, but I love creating. Mm-hmm. That is what I love doing. I love helping people. I love creating. Right. So if I can create, especially an opportunity for people to do something different, or right. or an avenue for people to walk through, right. or uh, an opportunity for someone to, to learn about themselves or do something they didn't think that they could do, mm-hmm. that's how I did it. Yeah. So yeah. With, uh, with with other people. If you've got a billion ideas and you try to pick, do what you love to do the most mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And then once you mm-hmm. start, I started in sports. I love sports. Mm-hmm. That's what I love to do the most. And then it started to branch out into mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. I love sports and I love helping people. So I did the recruiting thing and got people on the college campuses. Mm-hmm. And I love coaching. So we started the seven on seven thing from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, then some of those kids became really good at sports. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, they need nutrition, all right? We're going to start a nutrition company to help them more. Okay, some of them really good. Now they need an agent for being an athlete. Okay, we're going to do that. All right? It branches. Okay, you're doing business really, really well. You're being, you know, relatively successful. You're making good friends and communities who now are like, hey, you've done some good things in business. I want to do a business with you. All right, well, let's do it. You know, do what you love to do. Focus on that aspect, and then every other idea you have, eventually there'll be a pocket or an avenue for you in that, as long as you focus on what you love to do. Keep God first. Keep focused on the most important thing, which is the most important thing. And then it'll create opportunity to do things that you really might like. So, you know, find your avenue, find what you love, stick to what you love, and then let it grow and branch from there. And I think the beautiful thing is, though, that I think you're explaining, Corey, is everybody's not going to be an agent. Everybody's not going to be a barista. Everybody's not going to, you know, 
follow to those things, but find your lane. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I cease to fast. You know, if, 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 if I know I don't need to be in the fast lane because I know I, I, I got uh, not that much air in my time, then I might need to kind of get over to the fast lane. Mm-hmm. Find your lane in whatever avenue that is, but as you said, keep God first, but also not only just, just trust Him, but trust yourself. Trust I think that's the biggest thing, too. Black people and just people in general don't truly trust ourselves, and that comes comes from rather than those depressive states, those trauma moments, those abuses, mm-hmm. and those anxieties. Mm-hmm. So that's important. And I, one more question I want to ask you before we go is in terms of your business, how do you detect? For lack of words, who to hire? I think that's important in business of knowing that you don't want to hire nobody that's going to come in here and make coffee with water. And this water. <laughs> so how do you how do you tie into it? The most important thing in any company I've ever had is I never hire because I have a need. Gotcha. I never hire because I need a person. Even if I need them, you never hire because you have a need. You hire because they have a skill. Ooh. If their skill is talking to people yeah. and they're communicating well and they're friendly and personal, I can teach you whatever I need to teach you about how uh, or, or what I need you on my business for. Because it's embedded in you already. I can teach you how to recruit. I can teach you the lingo. I can teach you how to walk and talk. I can teach you how to be a barista. I can teach you how to serve a drink. I can't teach you how to be a good person and hello and goodbye to I can't teach you how to be warm and bubbly. Or if you're having a bad day, Say, you know what? I'm having a bad day, but I'm not going to make my bad day your bad day. That's right. right. I can't teach that. Mm -hmm. So, never hire because you have a need. Hire because they have a skill. Mm -hmm. If their skill is, look, I'm the best cleaner in the entire world. I can make sure your shops or your offices are thick and spank. Mm -hmm. And they live with that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I can teach you how to make coffee, but you can do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, if someone said, look, I, I make a great drink, mm-hmm. but I'm a jerk, then hey, mm-hmm. at least you're honest. I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody comes in, I'm the greatest thing in the world when it comes to, to, to helping athletes, but I'm not all up here in the mind, or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a kind human being. I don't have that love mm-hmm. to give to other people mm-hmm. well I can't fix that right. I, don't need right. that. Right. I don't care how good you are what you do mm-hmm. you don't hire because they can do the job you hire because they can be the person that you need them to be for the job mm-hmm. right? right don't hire because yeah. you have a need mm-hmm. I'm desperate I need you no 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 yeah. hire because they have the skill you're looking for and the yeah. skill I'm looking for is just good people yeah. we'll teach you everything else. and that's how we put it to the Name of business then. All people. It sounds like you said, if I'm on hire you, you got to be able to relate to all people. Not just one group of people. And let me tell you what, and, and, and see, I did a, uh, I got a father in law, he always said before he go somewhere, he had to be on, have an appointment, he'll do a dry run. So I made my dry run, and then when I came by, I was a, I was impressed because I, I told my wife, I said, I went by the other day. I said, man, he got a nice thing going. I said, I saw all people. Yeah. I saw yeah. different, different ethnicities over him today, man. And one last question before we get out of here. I mean, like somebody do that. And really, it, it's not even a question, man. It's more so no, a, a statement. Just give, give us, man, mm-hmm. I need social media tags from you. I want the businesses, man. Yes. Yes. Man, for that into Nashville, because we don't know who's going to hear this, but somebody needs a barista. 
Social media. Uh, my personal is Corey R. Alexander. Mm -hmm. You can find me on anything at Corey R. Alexander. Mm -hmm. um, All People Coffee, mm -hmm. The Ross Center, mm -hmm. um, Alexander Sports Management, uh, and all of our handles are the names of our company. Yeah, so you'll be able to find us by, by those things. Yeah. Um, but anytime you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm, yes, I, I'm legitimate about that. When, yeah. when, I, when oh, I say, you if you yeah. need me, yeah. just reach out. It doesn't matter if you need me to connect you with somebody. If there's somebody in the community you want to meet, and I know them, you see them on my LinkedIn page, I will make an introduction. I, that, is, that is very important to me. Um, I want to support and help and, and guide people in the best way I can. So if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. Nashville, this has been another great, great, great episode, man. We are rolling through Black History Month. Bottom ass index of Black Business with our special guest, Corey Alexander. Again, this morning, we are right in the thick of all people. <laughs> uh, corner of mission, Douglas, man. Y'all yeah. checking out this yeah. Monday morning. Starts on Monday morning off with Black Men Big Two and with a cup of coffee. Corey yes. Alexander and all people. Uh, Nashville, man, have you heard of Black Men Big today? This is a great episode. Pops, I look to finish your, uh, your end of that and I'll end with that. Nashville, again, it's been a pleasure to have you in the general home. So, like I always say, until next week, it's a wrap. Black Men, don't get trapped. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can. You can't do what you can't do. Another episode of the Black Man Book 2 podcast.